you're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Welcome to the Let's Be Honest podcast. It's me, Frank Styles. I got my boy Juan. This is episode 17. We are dropping two episodes for you guys this week. Hope you enjoy both of them. But uh, today's uh, second topic uh, on this episode, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about blackface, origins of blackface. Megan Kelly recently with Halloween, uh, just uh, coming off of Halloween last week, Megan Kelly had some comments regarding blackface, and uh, me and Juan figured we we talk about it a little bit and why blackface is not cool. So, Juan, man, what's going on, my friend? Just enjoying another day that God has given us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, you know, we're coming off of the Halloween. You know, the the latest Halloween movie came out. I think the week before last, uh, coming off a of Halloween weekend last week, and they were just talking about costumes and things like that um, with Megyn Kelly, and Megyn Kelly had made some remarks regarding blackface, so we're going to get into that a little bit, but you heard the comments, right? Yeah. Okay. When you heard it, what what did you think about what she was saying, the first initial remarks, not after after her coming back once she wanted to recant what she said and apologize, but what were your first initial thoughts when you heard her speak on blackface? Uh, truthfully, I didn't have a problem with anything that she said because basically she was just asking a question. Mm. Um, she was remarking, the thing that I heard was she was saying that if a white person does it and if a black person does it, it's wrong in the context of you're trying to mock someone or humiliate someone or do anything like that. What she's trying to understand is why was it a big issue if the person was doing it to idolize or to give uh, recognition to someone. Mm-hmm. And, and this time so she was talking about was, Diana Ross. Right. The lady that was trying to just like Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So initially for you, 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 you understood that, she um, was basically asking a question, trying to better understand exactly what the big deal was if it wasn't done in a derogatory way. Exactly, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, all right. Well, let's hold on a second. I'm going to see if I can pull up initially her comments and what she said um, just regarding regarding the blackface piece. Um, um, she How she was basically saying she she didn't see anything wrong with um, representing someone that was beautiful like Diane Ross, what's wrong with it? Um, and so you were saying basically that, in your opinion, she was expressing that nothing, she didn't feel anything was wrong. She wasn't trying to be racist. So why do you think she received so much backlash from what she said during that time? Honestly, I don't know what the problem was. Okay. Because only thing I, like I said, the only thing I heard was her asking a question. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like she was in blackface on the stage herself. Mm-hmm. She's just trying to understand 
What is the issue? Mm-hmm. Why is it that people are so upset about this woman dressing up like Diana Ross? What did she do that was wrong? Okay. Because the whole the whole segment was dealing with uh, political correctness around Halloween. Uh, Halloween time. Right. Because now it's a problem if you dress like a cowboy. It's a problem if you dress like an Indian. It's a problem if you dress like anything. Mm-hmm. It's like they want to get rid of Halloween because they don't want anybody to pretend to be anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's like cultural appropriation. Okay. And so she's just trying to understand why is all this political correctness coming in into a holiday is supposed to be about fun and, and, and just partying and all this kind of stuff. Why are they trying to make it into something so serious? Okay. Now let me be devil's advocate with you. Let me ask you this. Do you know the history of, of blackface? Yeah. That's why I don't understand what the problem is. Because okay. if you were, if you go back to the history, you understand that they were white people that were pretending to be black people because they wouldn't give black people jobs. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, they were making fun of black people as a whole. Right. They wasn't honoring a specific person. They were talking about a whole group of people as being lazy, as being shifty, mm-hmm. as being good for nothing. Mm-hmm. And so they was basically just finding a way to humiliate black people. Right. So, so I was trying to understand what's the correlation between a person dressing up to humiliate black people and then a person dressing up to honor one specific black person. Um, so I can see, I think because of the specific history that you just talked about, they felt that at, at this day and time for her to question and understand blackface, um, she should have known better. Megan Kelly has made a, made her career through controversial Fox news um, we know Fox News. Um, we know how Fox News tries to portray black people at times, and some some of the things that they say people can perceive as being racist. So I think for the fact that Megyn Kelly, as long as she has been in the game and as educated as she is, that people expected more from her than to question um, blackface. But then today, when I was thinking about it, I was like, well, maybe she truly didn't understand what it meant because you know there are white people that are out there that don't interact with black people at all that much outside of the workplace and so things that we understand and some people that interact with us a little more understand some of them don't get so maybe in her eyes she thought that it was okay i just find it hard to believe that she's that ignorant and would not understand that this subject of blackface is a very sensitive subject for some people and I understand that, but still, where is the the problem with her questioning? Mm-hmm. Because you got Jimmy Kimball and Jimmy Fallon dressing up in blackface, mm-hmm. dressing up in blackface, not asking questions about blackface, but dressing up in blackface, and nobody had a problem with it. Well, mm-hmm. nobody said anything about it if they had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. What they were doing, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, he was pretending to be... Oh, you have to look it up. I can't remember. It was some basketball player. And you should hear the way that he was speaking. Mm-hmm. He's basically talking in broken English, having him look like a fool. I think it was Carl Malone. I'm not sure. I think that's what it was. Okay. And just the way that he was talking, like he was ignorant. And basically, that was me. It seemed to me that he was making fun of him. Mm-hmm. And then you got Jimmy Fallon pretending to be Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. And you know how Chris Rock is with his jokes. Right. Now, imagine a white person telling Chris jokes. Chris Rock jokes. Mm, okay. But nobody had a problem with that. 
But when this white woman asks a question as to why is this a problem because this woman is trying to dress up as a character for Halloween, why is everybody upset about that? But you're not focusing on Jimmy Kimmel and, and Jimmy Fallon, what they did. That's kind of hypocritical. Mm. That's, that's the bottom line of it being hypocritical. Okay. Because she was, she was just asking a question about it. Okay. Because she even said herself that if you're doing it to humiliate somebody, okay, that's a problem. But if you're just doing it to honor somebody, what's the problem? That's all she said. So now she's lost her job because she asked a question. So do you think that dressing up, if you're white and you dress up as a black, a famous black person or a famous character, do you think that it's necessary to dress up in blackface to make people know who you're supposed to be? It's not necessary, mm-hmm. but I still don't see what the big problem is. That's the, just me. The reason why I ask that is there are certain features, usually in a costume, there are certain what there's certain ways that you dress or certain ways that you wear your hair to um, emulate who you're trying to disguise yourself as, right, or trying to dress as. Um, for example, um, you mentioned Indian a little bit earlier. So if you're an Indian, you might have the the um, the ponytail, you know, with the hair parted, and then you might put on, an, you know, like if it's a female, she might put on like a, like an Indian skirt or dress. I'm not sure what they refer to them. You might put on some moccasins or something like that, right? Um if you're Diane, if you're Diana Ross, if you're dressing up a Diana Ross, you can do the long hair. You can put the, you know, the eccentric makeup on, and then you can do the, uh, uh, I guess like the gowns, like the Diana Ross would wear or whatever. And I think people would know who you were, emu- you know, if who you were, um, you were emulating. I just don't think sometimes uh, that it's taken in good taste in situations, and I think that some people are still sensitive to white people. Um, changing their skin tone because I think the thought process is you won't support some won't support black people or even have any type of interaction with black people or deal with black people but then you'll turn around and dress up in blackface to imitate a black person and there have been you know a number of instances across the United States where um, white people have dressed up in blackface um, fraternities, uh, imitating black people, um, insulting black people. There have been, as you, as you indicated, celebrities that have done it. You know, you also mentioned, uh, blackface in the early thirties, forties, twenties, where entertainers were doing it to, to imitate or mock, uh, black people. I think it's just a touchy situation. And I think some of it is a little sensitive. It has to do with sensitivity. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, what she was asking. Um, that's a, you know, I guess it's, I guess it's about how you're dressing it, you know, or how you would dress it and what, what you're trying to uh, dress up as, if you will. Um, I think you sent me something this Friday, uh, and it was, it was it Pennsylvania, Center Valley, Pennsylvania, I believe. Uh, I believe it was. Center Valley, Pennsylvania, where the kids were dressed in blackface and had on the Confederate flag, mm-hmm. and yeah. nobody nobody was saying anything as they were trick you know as they were trick or treating, and the, the young lady um, who happened to be Latino called him out and told him that it wasn't cool, and she said that there were all kind of adults around that didn't even say anything to them about it. So is that offensive? Absolutely. I think that's yeah. the wrong yeah. message uh, to send, but. Um, in this instance, now you have me really thinking, it, is what she said truly bad? Because 
She's saying if they want to emulate a person um, and they're not mocking them, what is wrong with it? So, so I mean, what's the difference? I know it's the difference, but what's the difference between, okay, a white person wants to dress up like Barack Obama for Halloween. Okay, mm-hmm. they put on makeup. Mm-hmm. So what would be the difference if they put on a, a Obama mask? Mm-hmm. Would that be a second? Mm. I don't think it would be because the mask is just saying you're, you're you know, I don't think it would be offensive. You know, if they have like a suit on like they were, you know, like they were the president and then they got an Obama mask on, I wouldn't see that as offensive. But then somebody on Saturday Night Live, just like Obama, a white guy, put on makeup. Mm-hmm. Say anything about him. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, too. Um, I don't know. It's sensitive, man. It's it's a sensitive thing. I think I think there's there's a couple of things that she where she went wrong. I think that one, she was talking about political political correctness. She had no black people on her panel whatsoever. So how is anyone on your panel going to relate to blackface when they're not black? See, I don't think the whole show was supposed to be centered on a blackface. It was just a part of the entire conversation. Mm-hmm. I think it just went left because she had, she brought up that point. But the whole segment, like I was saying, was about political correctness at Halloween time. Right. So I don't really think that the show was tending to go that route. It did happen to go that route. Hmm. Now, I don't know. I'm going to ask you. I don't know who would want to do this, but if somebody uh, painted their face a little light orange, had a wig on like Donald Trump, and they were black, I wonder if people would feel offended by it. I doubt it. Hmm. So you think somebody black did it, they wouldn't be offended? I mean, if somebody black did it, white people wouldn't be offended? Nope. Donald Trump's... Maybe if they they had Donald Trump's head cut off or had a gun pointed to his head or something like that, he might be offended. Mm -hmm. But just just like Donald Trump, I doubt it. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to... I'm trying to... I'm trying to understand both sides. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not insensitive to the blackface thing, right? Because we know how it was. We were basically used as minstrels, if you will. You know, the shucking and jiving type mentality or the shucking and, and jiving type of uh, stereotypes that were found in the 50s and 60s. I think a great, um, a great example of that is Jay-Z's The Story of OJ. Those were actual, the video for that song, those were actual cartoons that were made back in the day um, that yep. he used. Um, now, there was some other stuff added in, but those were actual cartoons. And if you go back far enough <clears throat> and watch some old classic Looney Tune cartoons from the early 50s and 40s, yeah, I'll have to bring that up. Yeah. you can actually see in some instances that. I'll give you another example of where they uh, have actually changed some things as well. Um, the old Tom and Jerry cartoons, when they had the maid, I remember when I used to watch it, it came across um, the maid had a, you know, like a, it was a stereotype of like the, the you know, not time, you know, like a, like an old grandma, right. like a black grandma. Uh-huh. Um, or but, a mammy. Yeah, like a mammy. And then it went from that to more politically correctness around around the 2000s and they changed the whole voice. So there are, you know, numerous instances of stereotypes that have been put forth by, you know, um, people uh, against black people um, to make us seem like we're a certain type of way when we know that's not true. That's why we call them stereotypes, right? Um, right. But um, I, I, I do understand the sensitivity of it. Now, did Megan Kelly have to... Um, I, I don't know. I just... 
here's my thing with her, I, and I know what it is. I think she is far more intelligent than than to make remarks like she made when she's been in the game as long as she has been. When she comes from a a media company like Fox, mm-hmm. and you hear them all the time, little racist stuff. I'll never forget. I saw on Fox News, I, I was at a garage, and I was waiting for my car to get fixed. And there was, toward the end, they showed this video of, per, of former President Barack Obama um, getting out of a Cadillac. And they had put his face on whatever it came from. But it was like basically like a pimp video. You know what I mean? Like he was getting out of this Cadillac. He had this white fur and this white hat with his face. And, it, you, know, and it, you know, the guy was walking, whoever it was. Um, was walking and they went back to Fox News, whoever the host was, and he sort of chuckled a little bit and they went off the air. And I found that highly offensive because I'm like, this is the president of the United States and you have basically stereotyped him down to a pimp, you know, basically. And I, I never understood why they did that because I'm like, I've never seen George Bush dressed as a pimp um, when he was in office and we know he went to Afghanistan and Iraq for oil. I've never seen that. But you don't call him a pimp. So I just, I've never been a fan of Fox News, um, even to this day. Um, do I think CNN bashes Donald Trump way more than they should? Probably. Do I think he deserves it? Probably. But there's a reason why he goes to Fox News. I'm not stupid either. I use my common sense. There's a reason why he does takes a lot of interviews with Fox News. Because Fox News is very, very conservative. Um almost to the point where most black people in the political realm feel like Fox News is a racist news station. You know what I mean? So I I don't know, man. I I'm I think I'm I'm torn on this one. But I just think she should have known better. You know, being, you know, just thinking about what she said and then she came back and apologized for it later. I get that. But you've already put it out there now. So now everybody, even if you didn't mean it sincerely, um, or you didn't understand it sincerely, you're probably going to be branded as a racist. But still, what is she apologizing for, though? Hmm? What was she apologizing for, though? <clears throat> she was. She basically was apologizing for the the um, insensitivity of blackface and not, she's saying the fact that she didn't understand it and that blackface is a still a stain or a part of our history that... Um, still bothers people to to this very day. But see, what I'm trying to understand, is it really blackface if you're not doing it to mock someone? Because that's what blackface was for, to mock an entire group of people. Mm-hmm. Is that what this person was doing when they did that? When the Wayans brothers did white chicks, mm-hmm. were they trying to mock white people or was they, what were they doing? They were just being stupid. <laughs> Pretty much so. <laughs> That movie. Or when Dave Chappelle dressed up as a white person, Mm -hmm. was he trying to mock white people, or is he just playing the character? It's like it's okay if white people do it, but if black people do it, and they're not trying to be offensive, they're still being offensive. So it can't be both ways. You can't say it's all right for one people to do it if they're not being offensive, and then another person do it. Person does it, and they're not being offensive, but yet you're still being offensive. Which one is it? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So are you are you offended or are you not offended? That's what that's the, what the question comes down to, right? Like, either the only f- time I'm going to be offended is if you are doing it to hurt somebody. If you're being malicious in what you're doing, mm-hmm. 
then you shouldn't be doing. It's funny you mentioned Chappelle. It's funny you mentioned Chappelle because I I know I hear more white people that love Chappelle than I hear a lot of black people. Now me personally, um, I think Dave Chappelle is a he's a great entertainer. I love you know when I hear him speak you know about just things going on you know in the world, but I don't find him that funny. That's just my opinion. And you know that's just certain comedians. I don't think he's that funny. I didn't find the Chappelle funny. I don't show. think he. To me, this I'm not. He's not really funny to me as a comedian. But on his show, the skits and the things that he did, they yeah. were hilarious. Yeah, the Rick James one was definitely one of my. <laughs> that was one of my uh, favorite um, skits that he 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 did. Um, but I think for him though, because he played so many characters, I don't think anyone really even thought about it when he did the white character. You know what I'm saying? Jamie Foxx is another one that has done white characters as well, um, where he 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 acts as if he's like a news uh, caster or a news anchor. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, yeah. When he and he used to do that, I think he used to do that bit on In Living Color all the time. But um, I don't know. But I think so. So the fraternities and these sororities that have dressed in black. Well, the fraternities were a little bit more blatant. They would dress. They had like dressed in blackface, and then they had like the noose um, for hanging and stuff. But see, you have, but but. But going back to the fraternity, uh, fraternities, these people actually put on black makeup. Right. We're not talking about trying to make themselves darker or, or put on a little. We talking about actual, actual black face, mm-hmm. black tar, ink. Yeah. So but you no, that was completely being racist. Yeah, you're completely being racist. We need you. You're really trying to make sure that your point comes across. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, that's one of those things, man. You know, that's one of those questions that we ask. You know what I mean? And uh, we'll put this out there to you guys as one of your questions, and um, you can either respond in the comments or send us um, send us email. Send me an email at frankstyles at bossradiostation.com. Um, that that's one of the questions we'll put out there. Do you feel that blackface is uh, offensive? Do you feel that what Megyn Kelly said was offensive? And if so, why? And if you don't feel that it was offensive. Why do you feel that way as well? So we'll, we'll put that question out there and see what responses we get. Um, that that was an interesting thing because the history of blackface is, you know, to your point is basically what we talked about. The history of blackface was to make us look fool. Um, the words like mammy, um, things like that, those were words used to, um, as through stereotypes uh, with blackface, um, what was that, the 30s, 40s? First time I really saw blackface was in Birth of a Nation, mm-hmm. the original Birth of a Nation. And uh, many other actors went on to do it as well. When they brought up this point about blackface, and I don't know if you remember one or not, I, I don't think I've ever seen it, but I know in the 80s there was a movie called Soul Man, I don't know, I think that's what it was called, where there's a white guy that dresses like a black guy and he didn't have black face or he had on black, like brown makeup. And then at that time, you know, the eighties, he had like a curl, you know what I mean? Like a curly fro uh, and he portrayed yeah. himself. Yeah. yeah. So that movie, and mm-hmm. I started thinking to myself, I, you know, they play all these different eighties movies all the time. You never see that movie played. And I just remember it being so popular back in the day. And I'm wondering is, is it because of the climate that we are in? that they don't want to offend anyone with that movie. You know what I mean? Because if you go back to the 80s, it wasn't like that. You know, it was it was just comedy back then. So, I don't know. And then you have more of a recent movie. Uh, what was that, Tropic Thunder? Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. 
um, with Iron Man. I forgot what his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he played a whole black character. Yeah, that's is that's it, yeah, that's true. So you don't see that stuff being played out there. You know what I'm saying? So I think that society has become a little sensitive with certain things, but I certainly understand how some people could be offended. And then when you think about it, is it just a situation where we're looking into it too much? Is it just a situation where it's based on how you feel, right? To you, you didn't find it offensive, right? To me, I saw it. I was so like, oh, how can you, she should have never you, said that. If you were born in the, in the 80s or 90s, why would something that happened in the 20s be offensive to you if you know that the person that's doing it is not trying to be offensive? Mm-hmm. I can understand if you were born back in that time and lived back in that time, that could really kind of tweak you the wrong way if you see something like that, knowing that this is the struggle that you came through. Mm-hmm. This is how your upbringing was, was surrounded in your environment. But mm-hmm. if this is not anything to you, then how can you be so offensive offensive by it? Right. If you really don't understand what it was all about. Because like you said, the minstrels, the minstrels were actually black people that had on blackface. Right. So no, so even if you were black, you still had to put on blackface because white people still did not accept you. Mm-hmm. So you can't go up there with your regular face being yourself you had to put on blackface because they didn't even want to see what was under the paint, mm. under the ink. Do you think that's how, that's racism? That's racism. I agree. I agree. That is. Do you think you can't get around that? What about what about stereotypes of black people? What about oh, so for example, the stereotypes of the black man is that he's a big, strong guy that is a uh, uh, considered to be thug. Uh, all the time, and the stereotypes of black women are black women are um, always have attitudes. You know, they all wear weave and all that stuff. Where do those type of stereotypes come, come from? from? Where do they come from today? Okay. What's on? T- what 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 do we all see on TV? <laughs> I went on YouTube because someone had told me about this movie. Um, what was the name of it? Uh, I can't remember. Something love. Uh-huh. And it's basically like a ghetto love story or whatever. So, it, of course, it gives you all these different uh, suggestions after you watch this movie, other movies. Uh-huh. Every movie that followed after that had to do with something about the hood or something about drugs. Mm. So, basically, all the things you see from black people is making movies about drugs or being in the ghetto. Okay. And so if you have a person that doesn't know anything about black culture, the only thing you're going to think is that black people know is selling drugs and being in the ghetto. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, of course, there are stereotypes, but do we add to that stereotype? What you mean? As far as the things that we produce, our music, our pictures, our movies. If we don't show that there's versatility in the black culture... If the only thing we see is quote unquote negative images, well, that's what people are gonna think that the black culture is just negative images. Mm-hmm. Just like if somebody was over in uh, another country and they got movies from America, all they see is shooting and killing and sex. Well, you think that's what America is because that's all you ever get from them. Mm, okay. Okay. But but here's here's what I don't understand. On one hand, we say that right. But there are other countries like Japan who love our culture. They love the hip-hop culture. 
from sneakers to the way that they dress. You know what I mean? Like in Japan, see, everything is supposed to match all the way down to your sneakers. But see, if you look at that, the Japanese are going back to the early hip hop. They're going to the to the eighties. Okay. They're going to Run DMC and stuff like that. They're not really talking about the stuff of of this generation. They're not talking about the, the drug and all that kind of stuff. We're talking about the break dancing and the beatboxing and all that stuff. That's what they gravitate towards. Okay, that's true. I I agree with you there. Okay, all right. So stereo. Never seen a, a, a Japanese person talking about how much they got a a, a bird for. Mm-hmm. I got you. Or Mister Seventeen Nine. You know what I'm saying? They don't do stuff like that. They they got on the the Adidas and and the, that kind of stuff. That's what they're doing. Okay. Okay. So so. Hmm. So you think that stereo? So, so we we help influence those stereotypes, basically. We help influence those stereotypes by the drug culture, by the, um, I hate to say it, but like the rape culture, because you hear that in music as well, right? Um, you know, I made her do this, I made her do that. Um, but that's what sales. Right. They're just doing sales. Well, that's what I was going to say, but one, I was going to say one, but what they'll tell you is it's entertainment. Right? It's well, not... People don't understand it's just entertainment. Okay. So it's, so, so you're also saying that, and that goes back to what we talked about in the last episode, what you put out is very influential to others. Some, some may not understand that this is entertainment. This is, this is, this is not real life. This is entertainment. And if you can't yeah, separate, like we, separate like the we two. Talking about NWA. Yeah. Yeah, like we were talking about NWA in the last last uh episode. Yeah. We were thinking NWA was in there killing folks. Yep. We didn't know that until now the Ice Cube wasn't even in no game. Nope. He was just talking about the things that he had witnessed. Right. But they they usually put it in first person, so you're thinking, Well, this is them out there in California wilding and doing these things and if you don't understand that there's a difference between a person telling you something and the person is actually living it, mm-hmm. then you think, well, hey, it's cool to do that. It's cool to go around shooting at people through a car. Right. It's cool to, to, to slap women and do all these different things because that's what my hero does. But mm-hmm. you don't understand that your hero is just playing a character on the record. Right. Just like Al Pacino is playing a character on the screen. Right. I understand. I understand. Why Why do you think that, especially in, in, in black culture, why are we so... Why are we so obsessed with, like, like in movies, we're obsessed with the the violence and the 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 the, the guns and the shootings and and the you know the money. Why are we so obsessed with that as a culture? Why do you why do you think that is? Because the bad people are the cool people. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> the bad people are the one. The bad people are the one got the cool the the cool cars and the nice houses and bad shit. Mm-hmm. It's the square people that ain't got nothing. So you, th- you so just, I want to be like the bad guy. Yeah. You root for the bad guy. Exactly. Okay. And it's not just black culture; it's, it's all of our culture. Yeah. In in the gangster movies, who you always root for? Oh, I'm always rooting for the bad guy. <laughs> you don't root for the cops? No, 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 no. For the for the for, for John Gotti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they make what they do look cool. Yeah. So you want to be like them. Yep. And, and, and you know what I always think about is that famous line from Scarface when they're raiding his house 
and he, he gets himself together. He's in that locked room in his office, and he gets himself together after, you know, uh, snorting all that cocaine, and he goes and grabs the gun, and he comes out there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he blows the door open <laughs> with the rocket launcher. Them dudes are coming up there. Mm-hmm. And I remember when he when he's when he's um, when he's taking them out. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? To this day, that movie. When I first saw the movie, I was like, yeah. But even to this day, that's like one of my favorite, favorite, you know, favorite movies. I mean, I um, I'm big in the film, and you know, that's dramas and everything else. But you know, like when you're talking about gangster films, that's one of my favorites. That and um, and Goodfellas, you know, even Casino. Those are like my top three movies as far as gangster films go. And I don't know what we, why we, you know, we are so obsessed with that because we are pandering to people who may not get it. Um, a prime example of that is this uh, this guy. Uh, what was it? This bomber, this bomber that sent all this stuff, these bombs out last week. Um, mm-hmm. he was is so caught up in his beliefs and what Donald Trump is saying. You know, he sends out bombs to every person that has spoken out against him. Now that's crazy, but it is a reality. There's always going to be somebody that is really digging into and feeding into something that a person's saying. So we have to be very, very um, very, very cognate of how we put things out there, you know, and you're in an age of social media where people can get information like that. You know, it's, 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 it can be very, very dangerous. Yeah. We have to be careful about everything that we put into the atmosphere because they have the way of coming back. And sometimes it comes back not in the way that we expect it to come back. Mm-hmm. So, um, talking about th- th- this guy with those bombs, uh, when you first when you first heard about it, what you what did you think? Did you were you like, uh oh, something's going down? And I think we talked about it. I called you up. I was like, you. Were, I was like, yo, they're gonna find out who he is in three days. I think I was right on that one too, man. Wasn't it like three days? <laughs> I think I called it. I was yeah, like, yo, I was like, yo, they gonna find out who this dude is in three days, bro. And you were like, yeah, they they probably will. I was like, watch three days. That's all it's gonna take. But um, when you started seeing the list of names that received these packages. What were your thoughts? Were you like, oh, man. I was kind of suspect because it, it seems like it's it's the main ones that's always in the media. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you were sending it to random people or people that might might really get affected. But it's like, why are you going to send it to this person if you know that the security is going to check and make sure that nothing harmful gets to these people? What was the purpose? Mm-hmm. It's not going to get past you. It's not like you sent it to... Um, uh, a lawyer somewhere that voted against Trump. Right. You sent it to a a congressman, uh, officials that don't even get their mail. Mm-hmm. They don't get their mail? They have this stuff. No, they get, well, I mean, like, they get this stuff checked. You're not just going to hand something to a, a, a senator or a, a congressman. Mm-hmm. They don't have this stuff checked before it even reaches their facility. Gotcha. Just like George Soros. You think George Soros goes to the mailbox every morning? No. No, that ain't happening. He got all types of security. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't I, – see, I didn't know how that – One was. thing I didn't like about that, I don't know what this is all about, but in one report it has them as a white person. Right. And then another one has them as a Hispanic. Yeah, the name – now, the name is Hispanic, though, right? 
But even the picture, you got one picture that he's dark skinned and another picture like it's been touched up a lighting or something. Really? I think I know yeah. what you're talking about. Like he looks like he's got more of a tan, it, right? It's basically what they did with George Zinnerman. Uh huh. They wanted to make sure that he was portrayed as being white when he's actually Hispanic. Right. Hmm. So I don't know why news media outlets do that. Just say who the person is. Except if you black. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> if you black, you just black. If you black, they're not gonna say anything. No. <laughs> I, I have noticed that. You know, I told you, dude. I was. I was I was just reading a story. Did you hear about the uh, the teacher that jumped on a student down in California? Oh, I saw it. I saw the video today. I was looking through the internet. Didn't that mention race not one time? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The only you, way that you knew that he was black was when you saw the video. You you you're talking about, and what he's talking about, guys, is um, for everybody listening. You, you're referring to the video where it's a band teacher, right? And the kid approaches mm-hmm. yeah. him. Called him nigga, uh, what's up? Yep. You said something to my my mom or something. I, I couldn't make out what the kid was saying, and you can tell that the teacher, older cat, was trying to come keep his composure. Um, and then the kid just kept talking, and the next thing you know, he got popped right in his face. I mean, he hit him with that old strength. It looked like he had everything. <laughs> <laughs> what he came with that blow on that little kid and then literally got on top of him and just started just basically beating him down. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not sure what that was about, but, uh, our, our boy actually posted that video. Uh, Tariq Nasheed posted that on Twitter. Um, he's always posting like when, you know, he says Ogan, basically when the spirit of Ogan comes into black people, <laughs> um, the spirit of Ogan, I don't know who Ogan is. I think he's like, <laughs> I don't know who Ogan is, but every time a black person does something or a, a white person is, you know, maybe harassing them. There was one he put on there last week where there's this black guy looking at this white dude. The white dude put his hands on him, basically tried to slap him in the face. And the dude just punched him and knocked him out <laughs> without even flinching. And he always says the spirit of Ogan got into him. Um, and he, 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 he puts quite a few of those videos out there, but in that particular instance, and I was telling my daughter, it's funny you mentioned because I showed it to my daughter, right? And I just basically showed her, I was like, uh, I said, now look at these kids. The kids, instead of trying to stop this situation, the kids are sitting there laughing. They're egging it on. They got their camera phones out. I said, that is highly unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like, that's not something that you should do. Somebody should be trying to go get a teacher or intervene so nothing happens. Um, and Tariq Nashi did bring up a good good point he said that had that been a white teacher with a black student the teacher would have been held hailed as a hero um and you know the the kid probably would have got locked up now how come this latino kid didn't get locked up which Tariq says there are black i mean no Tariq now she believes also that there are uh latinos that are white supremacists as well i just Figured I'd add that in for you, so you know that too. <laughs> uh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That's what he said. I don't know. That's what he, because he says. Wouldn't we, it be a Hispanic supremacist, not a white supremacist? He calls. He said they're white supremacists. He said they're still part of the white supremacists. He says that's why we should not, um, come out and associate ourselves and take up for like these immigrants. And all these Latinos out there, he said, because whenever something happens against black people, you don't see them pandering for us. So why should we pander for them? 
And I think he said something about uh, all the, 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 the like the different gangs and things. Um, mm-hmm. And like in prisons and stuff like that, they all associate themselves. They associate with uh, like the white neo-Nazi groups in jail. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, for somebody that's supposed to have been in the game and know the game, he should know a lot of times uh, they associate themselves with each other for business purposes, not for, you know, oh, you're my brother and this and that. They, they don't do that. That's usually for some form of business within prison. But even with that, I usually see most Latinos hanging with Latinos, black hanging with blacks, and white hanging with whites. Right, except when it comes to money, right? That's the right. one thing, language, that all of us understand. So when it comes to to money, I don't have to associate myself with you on a regular basis like we're friends, but this is business. This is how I'm going to make some money off of you. If I see an opportunity mm-hmm. to do business with you and make money off of you or make money with you, we can do that. And I think that's the part that he's missing. In prison, of course, they associate themselves with each other because it is a known fact that there are things that they can use and learn from each other to have good business. This is no different than um, the old mob days where the Italians sold drugs and the black folks sold drugs. The black mm-hmm. the black gangsters dealt with the Italians because they could purchase it from them or move a product for them in the hood. So it's no different than that. They didn't associate with each other. Well, you can come and be a member of our, you know, Except Bumpy Johnson, he was the only person I knew that was a member of um, Lucky Luciano's, you know, in in that circle. But as far Mm -hmm. as, but it was all because of doing good business. It had nothing to do with, hey, he's on my side, I'm on your side. That's why they always said, you don't come uptown, we won't come downtown, right? So I think people just, I I don't think, I don't think he understood that. just some things are taken out of context. Either that or people don't know. You know what I mean? But I know that's just business. And 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 you know how many people, business people, do business with people that they don't want to have anything to do with, but it gives them an opportunity yeah. to make money and they deal with them just for that reason? Yeah. So that's, that's uh, I don't know, man. That's some crazy stuff. That's some crazy stuff. So you had blackface. You had the, the bomber. Um I think they said Queen Maxine, your favorite uh, congresswoman, had received a few of them, two or three of them. CNN got one. Um, uh, Robert De Niro. <laughs> Robert De Niro got one. I mean, dang, what is it coming to? You sending the man Robert De Niro one? You sending Bob one? Come on now. <laughs> you know, um, I, I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll see what happens uh I guess we'll see what happens with that. Um, what else is happening? Oh, the immigrants, man. The immigrants coming to America to seek asylum. What are your feelings on that? Trump says he's going to send at least 15,000 troops to meet them at the border. Now, it started off with about 7,000. I think it's dwindled down to about 3,000 now or less than 3,000. Mm-hmm. I think some of those people are staying or trying to stay in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? The ones what? that are actually trying to seek asylum. <laughs> but as, as you know, with anything, you're always going to have some bad apples in the bunch. That's just, just commonplace. Oh, yeah. Everybody's I, not doing what they're supposed to be doing for the right reason. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. I think they said there are about 120 with records. 
that they know of. That's what it's something like that. Well, how they know that out of some of the know. news outlets, even Fox will say, "Well, no, nah, it's just a publicity stunt." Really? Mm-hmm. A publicity stunt for who? Who's benefiting from this? Right. So, how do you feel about seeking asylum in the United States? Well, the law states that if you're seeking asylum, you go to the next neighboring state. You don't skip over a country to get to another country. You mm-hmm. seek asylum in the country closest to you. Mm-hmm. Which, would, in this case, would be Mexico, correct? Mexico, exactly. Okay. Why would you, why would you tell your people to go straight to the United States? They're going to offer you and give you things that you need uh-huh. when it's not obligated for us to give them anything. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some somewhere down there, someone is trying to just play some kind of games. And they're just using innocent people to get away with it. So are you for, are you for uh, as far as immigration goes, are you for immigration and allowing people to, if they are in a country that is torn, it doesn't necessarily have to be like Honduras or Guatemala. It can be, let's just say Africa, right? Some countries, some smaller countries mm-hmm. in Africa um, where people are seeking asylum because the you know um, there's chaos going on in Africa you have militia, uh, militias that are coming in into different villages and just taking kids to fight in their you know in their cause against the government but they're seeking asylum to come over here into the United States how do you feel about that if they're going through the proper channels no problem okay going through the proper remember, channels is becoming a, a member of the, I mean, being a, a, a citizen of the United States or going through the channels as far no, as just, just the proper channels of, of, of asylum. Yeah. Okay. If you're doing what you need to do to seek asylum the correct way, it's not a problem because this country is made up of everybody, right. everybody from everywhere came here. Mm-hmm. So it's not made for a, fir- a certain type of people. It's made for everybody, but you still can't <laughs> just let anybody come in because you don't know who anybody is. Why Everybody don't have their best intentions at heart. That's true. How come how come there are some out there one that say that they shouldn't seek they shouldn't be allotted to seek asylum here in the United States? Why do some feel feel that way? Because here's what I heard today. I heard something interesting today. I heard um one lady say that if they come in illegally, uh they're going to take jobs from me. We barely have health care now. And if we give them health care and all these different benefits, how are we going to pay for our own? So why do some people feel that it's not their right to be able to come over here and seek any type of asylum? By the way, when the lady said it, the uh, commentator had to tell her that it is actually legal for them to be able to do that. You know, we do have a law that allows others to seek asylum and refuge in a country when they are under distress or there's something political going on. Um, so why do you think some people don't feel that way and their thought process is exactly the opposite of what you just said? Because some people have been told that it's because of certain people or people from other places that you don't have the things that you need. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times that's not the way that it is. Okay. What people have to understand is that the United States does not produce anything. Mm-hmm. So that means that it does not make any money. Mm-hmm. So the only way that you can take care of everyone is if you take more from the citizens that's already here. Mm. So people get offended or have a problem with, I'm working harder to pay from other people, when actually you might not be taking care of the people at home like you're supposed to in the first place. Okay. Just like Trump was talking about this um, this birth thing. 
Oh. No other country in the world does that. Why do we do that? What do you mean? If you're if you're born here, you're automatically a citizen. Yeah. yeah. You can be here on vacation, have a baby, <laughs> and that baby is a United States citizen. Does that make any sense to anybody? No one. I mean, I can understand if one of your parents was a citizen. Yeah. But you are a foreigner. Uh huh. That's like me breaking into your house, and now I gotta pay your light bill. No, I don't have to pay your <laughs> light bill because I'm not even supposed to be in your house. I'm laughing because I thought about two things. You said light bill, right? Light bills are high as hell. That's number one. <laughs> Electricity is high <laughs> as hell. Um, number two, well, you're talking about breaking into the house, but but one, I know you've heard this story before. There was a robbery. Someone, a man, I think the way the story goes is the man broke into this lady's home. He fell through the ceiling and hurt himself, and he ended up suing the homeowners and actually won. Did you Have you ever heard about that? Yep. So you can't. I don't know if that was a good analogy you used. Nope. <laughs> or but that still ain't right though. No, it's not right. How can you? How can you benefit somebody when they're doing wrong? That makes absolutely no sense. But this, this is what we're headed towards. Well, it's the old analogy as well of of the McDonald's hot coffee lawsuit. The woman came and asked for a cup of coffee. She spilled it on herself and she sued McDonald's and won. I understand that. But I'm saying you're in the wrong. How can you benefit from being in the wrong? I, I don't agree with it's it. Like, it's like, like me raping somebody, uh huh, and they're giving me AIDS, and then I want to take them to court because they endangered my life. Right. Well, if I hadn't raped you, then I wouldn't have whatever you had. This so is how true. is that your fault? That's my fault. This is true. Um... I don't know. It's a funny world we live in. That's why we have attorneys. That's why we have laws, right? Like everybody interprets everything differently, right? Everybody interprets laws differently. Everybody interprets, um, you know, legislation differently, right? And that's why we have lawyers. That's why we have an abundance of lawyers. That's why we have a court system. And unfortunately, when it comes to law, when it comes to rules, some things are clean cut rules. Or sometimes you think you have a clean-cut rule, and it's not a clean-cut rule, right? It's it's more or less there's people are always trying to poke holes and well, it doesn't say this. You know what I mean? So how can you say that it's this? And that's why you have attorneys, because everybody interprets law differently. Now, as far as being born here... Um, I think it... I, I, I guess this has been on the books for a while as far as this specific law, but, um, immigration to me, I, I really don't know how much I'm impacted by it because, you know, I'm, I'm torn a little bit. And the reason I say I'm torn is I understand that this nation was built off the backs of immigrants and people who were never of this country, right? From slavery all the way to other immigrants that have come over from different countries, um, that's what made this nation so great. It said, what, bring me your tired, bring me your weak, or something like that on the Statue of Liberty or something something to that effect that they said. Um, and and you can, you know, that's why everybody wants to come to the United States because they're, 
it's a great place. You can have freedom to do what you want. And if you work hard enough, you can be your own person without anybody else telling you what to do and how to do it. Right. That's the, that's the, what's supposed to be so great about America. Um, that's what we sell to other peoples and that's what we uh, to other people and that's what we sold to a lot of countries for a long time but then some countries smartened up and said well wait a minute you guys say that but you won't even give black people their equal rights in a country that you portray as one of the greatest in the world right so people got hip to that and started calling the united states out on stuff as far as immigration goes i know that there are a lot of latino uh, people that are here that are great um, um, uh, great uh, citizens um, and, and work in society and they work hard. They Some of them even own businesses and all they want is a better life for them and their family. What I don't understand is where this stereotype comes from where they feel like people shouldn't be allotted to, to come over here, uh, I guess, illegally. Uh, you know, obviously, sometimes... Um, there are things that can prevent them from doing so. Um, corrupt government, right? So to your point earlier, Juan, you said if they come over the right way or they seek asylum properly, I don't have a problem, right? Mm-hmm. When they try to do that, there are sometimes forces that prevent them from doing so. Oh, well, if you want us to stamp this paper to get you over to the United States, you need to give me $50,000. You need to give me $25,000. Most of these people have nothing but the clothes off their backs. You know what I'm saying? They can't afford to move the way that, you know, that they want them to, to get over here legally properly. That's why they come over here illegally. You know what I mean? Because they can't afford to do it the other way. Um, Now, some of them are bad, but I'm just saying, for instance, it's got to be hard, you know, for someone to live in a country that is ran by the cartel, the cartel, pretty much runs it and burns up villages and kills your family and you want a better life in the next best place in the United States. But before I'm able to do that, I got to pay you X amount of dollars to help get me to a certain place. I don't have that type of money. So what's the best way for me to do? The best thing for me to do is to try to take this long route through the desert, um, you know, where they have water and things and people are watching me so I can cross this border and enter the United States. It's just a, if you have the ability to sneak into the country, mm-hmm. why can't you use that same ability to go to a border station? That's a good question. I have no idea. You know, border stations, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. how. So, I don't know how the system works there, but I'm just saying, instead of going through the desert, almost killing yourself, mm-hmm. why don't you go to the border station at least first and see what the process is to try to get into the United States? I think I think it's a lot easier. I think it's a, I think it's almost like I call it the armchair quarterback thing. We're looking in the back like, yo, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And I think it's a lot harder than what we know, just because we don't have all the facts behind it. Because there are so many different ways. Obviously, people that are more influential, people that have money, um, probably can get over here a little bit faster. You know what I'm saying? If they're trying to seek uh, refuge here in the United States or become a legal citizen. Um, but I also know that most of the people that are coming over are poor and disenfranchised. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't have anything. Their kids don't have anything and they're seeking a, a better life over here in the United States. Does it impact me the way that the media portrays it? Um, and the way that some people portray it? I don't know that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's something you can answer one, but I really don't know how much that really impacts me. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I'm going to see a job lost to a Latino worker because they came over here, you know, you know what I'm saying? Illegally. But see, that's another thing we have to look at. We always focus in on the Latinos. Mm-hmm. We're talking about people from everywhere. Yeah. That try to sneak into the country. No. We just look at the Latinos because we think about, well, they just come to the desert. Yeah. But what about people that might come from Africa or Nigeria, or Russia, yeah. or, or Nigeria, anywhere, yeah. any country that they don't use the proper channels to get into the country and don't know about know they're here? Right. I agree. There are, um, I think Nigerians are are the, the one of the ones that they said are, um, they come over. They're very very successful, and they, you know, some of them make more money than uh, the most Americans, the average American. Because they work hard and they do all this stuff. But you know some of the people over here are legal, man. I think that the media portrays portrays it about the border. And it's the, you know, like it's the border all the time. But I find it hard to believe that it's just the border. Um, there are probably a lot of people that are over here on a visa that has expired. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And they're working. You know, you know, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's why I'm saying I don't. I don't know if it's as big as they're trying to make it. I don't know if it's um, a situation where people we're so impacted and we're so flooded by immigration that people in the United States that were born here that have worked hard to get to where they are are losing their jobs. I mean, I'm, I'm just repeating what they say in the media. That's what you hear all the time. And if you say it long enough, you know, people start to believe it. I just don't know if it's actually I just don't know if it's actually true. I guess we'll just have to see. But the one thing that I am concerned with is the fact that we're very very quick to send troops to go assist with this so-called group of people that are, you know, almost 6 or 600 or 500 miles away from our borders, but we aren't quick to do other things. You know what I mean? You know how much money that's probably costing us just to send 15,000 troops to the border? That makes absolutely no sense to me. I think that Border Patrol could handle that. I think if you're going to send troops over there, you go ahead and send the National Guard. But, you know, Donald Trump wants to show a show of force. He, and he made it clear it's not going to be National Guard. It's going to be the troops. As if to, to, as if what he's saying is it's almost like a scare tactic. Like, hey, if you come over here, there's a chance you might get shot. You know what I mean? And I think. In, in and what he, I don't understand is the, the job of the Border Patrol anyway. Well. The job of the Border Patrol, the way that they speak about it is, Border Patrol is their job to uh, prevent any illegals or any drugs from coming into this country from Mexico. So, okay. so explain to me why they would be in Tampa, Florida. Well, I think for Tampa, I think for Florida, um, I think they use Border Patrol down there for drugs, right? Because you have um, those countries like Honduras, well, Guatemala. Huh? They have no border. Yeah, but I think they're a border patrol is considered a federal federal group, correct? Yeah. Okay, so they're a federal group. They can send them and utilize them as well. So they might be helping, like, with the DEA. Um, they may be help be helping with the uh, the line between Honduras and Florida, Cuba and Florida, because you know a lot of immigrants are still coming over from Cuba. Um, so they may be utilizing that way, you know, and Cuba is right off the coast of Florida. It's not that far. Right. See, I understand that if you were down near Miami. Yes. But you're in central. Central Florida. Florida. 
I, I think it's a drug yeah. thing. I think it's a drug thing, to be honest with you, because I've heard that Border Patrol works with on the on the whole drug thing too. Like they help with cartel stuff, um, because these cartels have become so big, and these families of cartels have become so big that they are everywhere. You know what I mean? Um, I know a couple of times I went in Arizona. I remember being in the airport in Arizona, scared to death. And uh, <laughs> I'm serious, man, because it was crazy. Like, um, you're sitting there, and they're like, okay, so when you board this, when you get into this certain gate, you may be asked to show your ID, right? Not scared about that. All right, show my ID, no problem. But when you see a Border Patrol agent walking through, you know, and he's looking at everybody's ID, and he's got a gun, you know, like a, a dog with him. You're like, yo, what is who are they looking for? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what is going on here? So I, I immediately thought that they were looking for someone, or maybe they're trying to catch drugs because they had the dogs with them. You know, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, it's 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 definitely it's definitely something that should be of concern. I just don't know if this is more propaganda by the media where it's just inflated way more than what it is. And the way that the media is at times it's hard to tell. Yeah. And it, tell when they're trying to actually inform people or just trying to scare people. Right. And right now I think that's that's where I'm at. I'm like, I don't know how serious this really is. In the beginning, the way that they started about like last week they were talking about it, it was like, whoa, wait a minute. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, what's going on? Who's coming over here? And then as it continued to go, it, it dwindled. You know what I mean? The numbers dwindled down. They said a lot of the people end up going to Mexico. You know what I'm saying? And now there are less than a thousand or something like that. And they're not even, they're days away from, you know, getting to us or a month away from getting to us based on them walking. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I guess that's another thing that we'll, we'll keep, uh, keep in mind on the news. Um, but, you know, Immigration, man. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh, we talked about voting. I, ta- I asked you, did you vote early vote? And you said you've already got your early vote out of the way. Yes. Yes. Okay. Got my early vote out of the way. And if you guys haven't done so for your for everybody listening, make sure you go out and early vote. No matter what site or um, what affiliation you are with, get out there and make sure you vote. Voting is important. Um, vote for the best thing that that candidate is going to run on and what you feel is important to you, uh, not what somebody else thinks is important. Um, so, yeah, I got my early vote on, went in real quick, got in, got out, <clears throat> voted for who I voted for, and uh, it, was, it was really good stuff. Um, my biggest thing right now I think that stood out to me about voting here in North Carolina was um, our teachers. I feel like our teachers aren't getting paid enough. They're ranked 49th in the state as far as pay and that's not cool because when you don't pay teachers and you don't pay people a good wage, they don't do the job as well. Some of them, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. we don't have a lot of old school teachers anymore. So the few that are out there, they're always going to be on top of it that they have a passion for. But those that are that new generation of teachers coming into elementary that have to work two and three jobs, they're not going to be as passionate as some of the teachers that we used to have back in the day one, you know what I'm saying? So, um, that was one thing that stood out to me as far as this year and, and, and voting. And the other thing, um, here in North Carolina, they actually, um, just some of the things that I heard the GOP was trying to do to the new democratic governor that we have, um, they were trying to write laws so that he, no matter what he did, that he couldn't change anything that they had put in place. 
and they were trying to do that. He had to actually take them to court and sue them and all this crap. Um, they were trying to rezone voting districts that were found to be very, very biased and in their favor. Um, so there are a lot of things going on here in North Carolina uh, that were very, very important on the ballot. So I made sure that I um, I did that. The other one was a crime bill. Um, and there's some law in North Carolina about the crime bill. So, like, if you're a victim of crime. Um, yeah, I heard about that when I was coming up to it. Something yeah. about um, if you're a victim and the person that uh, violates you gets out, they, you get notified or something like that. Yes. At this point, you're not getting notified, and I think that's very important. Imagine someone doing something to you or to one of your family members, and you recognize them and see them on the street like five years later, ten years later, depending yeah. on the length of the crime. I think people should be notified when someone's going to get out, where, they, you know, where they're at, where they're staying, all that good stuff. Um, so at least you know. You know what I mean? That's a courtesy. So a lot of, lot of stuff, man, a lot of stuff going on with, with voting and um, I never really thought the midterms were important until I finally understood that midterms are important because um, your state and your local, especially for your local um, law legislatives and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that those ro- those um, those laws uh, uh, fit fit you. You know what I mean? Um, I voted for I think I voted for one this time, uh, one Republican. And uh, I always vote for him, and that's Sheriff uh, Sheriff B.J. Barnes um, here in Guilford County. Um, what I like about B.J. Barnes, um, Juan, he he believe in packing. He believe in packing <laughs> legally. You know, Sheriff Barnes believes in packing, and he has made it um, very very easy for you to carry a weapon legally. You know, it goes as far as you can go online, get your stuff done, um, and. Uh, you know, I he I've always liked the fact that he believes in that. You know, because some some sheriffs are in law enforcement; they don't think that some civilians should be, have the right to bear arms. You know what I'm saying? And he's a big proponent. He's a big proponent of that. So I always uh I, I always voted I voted for him. But um he'll be here. He's been here a while. <laughs> I think everybody like old BJ. He's uh he's a pretty decent man. I I met him once. He's a very very nice guy. Um old school, old school. Um. Um, so we, we hope everybody got out there and voted. Um, what else we got? Um, what else, what else want? Oh, little entertainment news. Uh, Nikki, uh, Nikki Minaj and Cardi B decided to squash their beef. When was this? This was last week. Um, well, I was watching something last week about, uh, Cardi B was saying that Nikki lied about something or something. Yeah, she had a couple of videos out there where she she was showing. Basically, um, they she said that Nicki Minaj leaked Cardi B's real phone number, and uh, there was some drama. And then Cardi B put out a series of videos talking about Nicki Minaj and some of the things that she's done to her, and vice versa. Um, and then after that, uh, like the next day after that. Um, Nicki Minaj sent out a tweet saying, hey, let's just relax on this and, you know, everybody get along. And Cardi B responded as far as saying, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it, it makes news, but and, it's not really news. Did the question that you asked about stereotypes? Yeah. Which one? <laughs> Nicki <laughs> or Cardi? Take your pick. Oh. Take your pick. <laughs> well, well, you know, they relate to, you know, they both the relate. The whole situation. Take but your I, pick. I'm just saying they 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 both relate to 
the masses, I guess, right? Um, there are some bougie people that love Nikki, right? Because Nikki's like this, she's a superstar, but to me, she's like sort of bougie. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm better than you type stuff. And there are some people that can relate to that. Whereas Cardi is that grimy, I'm real, I'm not ashamed of who I am as a person, which I think also relates to other people. You know what I mean? People can relate to her. I think everybody likes Cardi so much because of the truthfulness and of who she is. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't sugarcoat who she is. She's not ashamed about, you know, where she's been. You know, she's not ashamed about, hey, I was, a, you know, once a stripper, stuff like that. So when you say something about her, it, it doesn't impact her to the point where she's going to be like, oh, what's the beef? What's the problem? You know, she tells you what she used to do. You know, she keeps it real, if you will. So, but I understand what you're saying about the whole stereotype thing too, though. People, some people may think that that's how all black women act. Exactly. Mm. I mean, how many girls do you see with all this multicolored hair now? Well, you don't like that one? You don't like the you don't like the hair, man. What? <laughs> I don't. I just don't believe people should have blue hair. I'm just, unless you're a Smurf. <laughs> if you're a Smurf, you can have blue hair, but or an Avatar, a Smurf or an Avatar, maybe you can have blue hair, but nah. You say you're not with the blue hair. I'm not with. The blue what hair. about the ring in the nose? You seen eh. that? I ain't talking about the Tupac eh. ring now. I'm talking about I'm talking about the joint straight through the nose, the nostrils. Eh. Nah. Some tribes in, in Africa do it too, so I can't. No, nah, yeah, but that, that's like that cultural, but yeah, but that's a tribal thing, right? That's supposed to be like a tribal yeah. thing, a tradition thing. I'm just saying, yeah. if you if you have a ring through your nose, not knocking anybody that has one. I'm just saying, if you're having a conversation with me, it's kind of hard for me to focus on what you're talking about <laughs> when the note when the ring is right in my face in your nose. Yeah. I can't get away from that. Um, so I, you know, it is what it is. Um, let me see what else we got. So Nicki Minaj, early voting, uh, Megan Kelly with the blackface. Uh, let's see. President Obama has been, um, speaking for some Democrats. He's come out of nowhere. So he's been on talking some stuff. Um, trying to get some of these guys through uh, uh, through these elections, trying to get more people out. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Let's see, what, what was the other thing? There was one other thing that was out there, newsworthy. I was trying to see. Eh, slipped my mind. I'm getting old one. I can't remember. Um, I, I have a question about what is, what is going on with all these uh, children killing their parents. What children killing their parents? This is new to me. I, talk to me about this. What is, let me go check uh, my kids and make sure they ain't got no ideas. Just going. a few minutes ago, I was reading something happened in Florida. Uh, this young man uh-huh. killed his, or had somebody kill his mother. He went to school and went home and played like somebody had broken into the house and killed her, and they found out that him and some of his friends had done it. What? And then uh, the other week, I was, um, in West Virginia or somewhere like that and some man has shot his mama in the stomach so I don't know what is going on man was it opioids I don't know wow it might have been but I don't know was the the, the, the the first one you talked about did the kid did they say the reason behind it 
Do you remember? No, I'm not aware of it. I don't know what it was. Okay. I just remember it's like my mind that, wow, you go through this elaborate scene just to, to knock your mom off. I wonder if money had to be involved, right, or something. I'm sure something like that had something to what? do with it. Well, here's the, you know what, though? I heard another story, and this was a while back, that a young man had did that. He had killed his mom, left her in the room as if she was sleeping, and then had a party with all of his friends over at the house. And he got caught because someone complained about the noise or someone had noticed that they hadn't seen the mom in a while. But they kept seeing the kid's friends come over, and he had got a hold of her credit card. He was doing all kind of stuff. And she was he had killed her, and she was dead in the room, and he, like, partying and everything. That's just – now, that that's crazy. That's someone that's, is, that is – uh, something's not right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because most people, you know, if you're, if you're going to kill somebody, you have some conscience about it. You know, you take the body, you put it someplace. You know what I mean? He had her in the yeah. house. Yeah. Like, he didn't even – he didn't even flinch and, and, and move her. He had her in the house. That's what makes it so sad about Norman, that. Norman Bates. <laughs> yeah, he was on some stuff, man. Like, wow. He's on some crazy stuff. Oh, oh, I know what I meant to say. Juan, so check it out. Here's what we're doing um, on Thanksgiving Day, right? Taking the, the family out to go see the new Creed movie. Creed 2 is coming out, Thanksgiving okay. Day. Um, Storyline behind that is... Uh, Adonis Creed is 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 back. You know the 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 young lady that was in the first one, um, that he was dating is now he asked her to marry. You know they the marry her and um, they have a baby on the way and he's you know Rocky's still helping him with his career, but Ivan Drago is back, the Russian from Rocky Four, and so now uh, Drago and Rocky meet up again after thirty something years, and then um, Drago has a son. And his son is fighting Adonis. And, you know, obviously, you know, Drago killed his dad. So it's uh-huh. going to be a good one, man. Okay. Did you did you, did you you see the first one? Did you see the first movie? Uh-uh. Oh, you haven't seen the first Creed? No. Oh, you trash. Oh, you tra- so in and out. Oh, you, oh, you trash, bro. <laughs> In, in the words of my son, in, in the words of my son, you trash, bro. You, that's just straight trash. My son is seeing Creed. I mean, geez, Juan, golly, bro. That movie came out like two years ago. What you doing? I know. And I know you're a Rocky fan. What's the problem over here? What are you doing? It's trying to get this money. It's trying to stay afloat. You know? I, I understand, man. Get the bag, but man, take some time. And I mean, you got the fancy satellite on your truck. The least you can do is in some of that downtime is check out the Creed movie, man. Make sure you check that out. If you look at the um look at the trailers, look at like if go to YouTube, look at uh the first one for the trailer and then check out the the latest one. Um I told everybody, I was like, yo, we're gonna go see this joint about eleven or twelve o'clock. I said, cause if we go and see it uh after we eat, I was like, Y'all fools will be sleeping at the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would have saw the movie. <laughs> I was like, so, you know, we got to make sure we do it beforehand. But um, I think that's all I had on the docket one, man. We we did pretty good as far as time, man. Um, we got a little over an hour. But um, in ending, going back to the topic, which is blackface, 
understand that some people find blackface offensive because of the legacy that is left behind. Some people Mm -hmm. think it's okay. Right. But what matters is what matters is that people have feelings for both sides. Those that want to dress a certain way that may not find it offensive or feel that they're trying to offend anyone doesn't, doesn't necessarily make them racist. And for those that, and for those that do find it offensive, have sensitivity to it because there is a story behind uh, the the sensitivity of blackface. It's a good conversation to have for those that may not understand what your ancestors or what other people have went through when they were in the entertainment business. So although we may not agree with Megyn Kelly, whether you agree with her or disagree with her about what she said the first time, understand there are two sides to every story and you just have to determine for yourself which side you are on in Juan's case Juan felt like it wasn't offensive and now that he is saying it to me and I hear him saying it it does make sense but I also understand that there is a sensitivity to blackface and what it makes people think of when you look at a movie like Birth of a Nation which isn't just an outright racist movie when you see someone in blackface maybe it makes you think of that and that's what we got to learn to understand we need to be able to have these conversations as I've always said before, as adults, without having to kill each other and talk about it sensibly. That's the only way that we're going to learn from each other as a people. And that's what it come, boils down to. It's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's a people thing. And if we continue to let others and allow other people to tell us how to think and what to think, we will forever be caught up in turmoil and disarray. Um Juan, any parting words? That was my parting shot for the end of this podcast. Any parting words for everyone? We always say we want to discuss race, but until we actually discuss race, all we're going to do is talk about discussing race. Mm-hmm. It has to come to a point that we actually sit down at a table, cross from each other, without any ill wills, without any dishonesty, and just openly and truthfully sit down and talk to one another and, and try to iron out some of these things that we have been sweeping under the rug for so many years. Mm-hmm. It's, it's time for us to sit down with people that want to have open minds and open conversations and try to iron out so many things. Because all we want to do is say, well, there's a race problem in America, but when we try to talk about them, we get shut down. You can't talk about this because you haven't been through this. You can't talk about this because you're not this color. But if you want me to understand who you are and I'm going to understand who you are, we have to meet meet somewhere, common ground, and just let everything out. Mm-hmm. But like I always say, be good to yourself, be good to each other. All right, guys, this has actually been episode, what was it, 16, 17, one we said? 17. 17. Episode 17. I'm Frank Styles, and for my man Juan, this has been the Let's Be Honest podcast. We dropped two episodes for you guys. Hope you've enjoyed it. Make sure that you check check me out. At, you can find me on Instagram at Frank underscore Styles, S-T-Y-L-Z. You can also find me on Twitter at Frank Styles, S-T-Y-L-Z. And for all of our episodes of the podcast, make sure you go to BossRadioStation.com. Um, you can go to Apple Music, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify. So, one man, we're going to get out of, out of here. Uh, we'll be coming back to him again, hopefully next week with some uh, some uh, some more topics and some more news. And uh, man, I want to make sure you have a great week, man. I'm gonna holler at you. You do the same. All hey, right, bro. man. 
All right, man. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Thank you.